0: Ischel's previous trips through the serpent ropes took less time than it took to exhale a breath. This expedition was different. Swirling lights in the blackness accentuated the dizzying sensation of movement. Awestruck, she watched as the streaming bands shifted from red to yellow, then green and blue, illuminating the ancient space-time pathways. The temperature warmed, then chilled. A flute-like melody grew louder, then faded, like a musical score to the ebb and flow of hope and dread filling her heart. Would they be able to return to Omeacon with a cure and save their people from extinction? Her mind kept trying to process the confusing sensory input. With nothing solid beneath her feet, logic told her she was falling. Her body told her something else. The pull of gravity was different here where the dimensions of space-time folded together if it could even be called gravity. She hovered, stationary, while the vortex spun around her. As fought the rising panic, she couldn't sense her sisters, who began the journey within arm's reach. Even her bond with Horicon, a space-time-traveling plumed serpent, was different within the serpent ropes. Instead of a telepathic connection, it was more like the cells of their bodies merged. When she finally emerged on the blue planet more than four hundred light-years from home, Horikon's massive, rainbow-colored body remained visible for only a moment. The serpent's feathered head faced hers, and its rigid tail swished against her back. Horikon's striped body, bigger around than her waist, coiled above her head. Soon their connection returned to an invisible tether of linked minds. She sighed with relief when her trio of sisters appeared next to her on a hill above a wide river. She only glimpsed the brown diamond-backed great serpents bonded to them before they too disappeared. Ischel exchanged smiles with her sisters and breathed deeply, savoring the flowery scent carried on a warm breeze. The river cut a shimmering path through green fields, reflecting the unexpected brightness of the single sun. Darkness had been one of her greatest fears in traveling so far from Omeyakon's seven sons. On the other side of the plain, spires and arches topped multi-storied buildings. This was not the primitive indigenous culture they had expected to encounter. Ishchel could have danced with joy. She hadn't relished going native, although they had prepared to do just that. Only someone from Omeyakon would have built a city like this, Akbal, the artisan, assured them. It looks just like the ancient city of Giza. Sieb's excitement was contagious. And to think it took more than five thousand years to send another expedition here because no one thought they survived the journey. Ischel grunted. Meanwhile, our race tottered on the brink of extinction. She tried to keep her excitement in check, but if she had been one of the earlier travelers, building amazing cities would have been a distant second to their mission of finding a cure for the sex chromosome drive. She had to believe it was the same for them. As if reading her mind, Kana said, That's a lot of generations for the hybrid race to evolve here. Plenty of time for the crossbreeding to work. Ischel smiled, encouraged by her assessment. As the expedition's lead scientist, Kana had the best sense of what would overcome the genetic flaw that caused the human genome to become a battlefield between male and female genes. Their goal was to merge their race's higher vibration with the native people's ability to reproduce naturally. To survive, the people of Omeokan had to be able to conceive males instead of cloning them.